the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite, as always, the exact opposite represented by the lovely Ramon B. How are you, Ramon? I'm doing all right. Our headphones are doing great. How many, uh, first of all, I sat in where I normally sit in mm-hmm. the opulent, uh, what do we call this? The studio, the, uh, what do we call this? I, I like to call it the home of the fearless agent. Home podcast. of the fearless agent. High atop the, uh, what building is this? This would be the Esplanade. Esplanade building. Now, normally I sit by the window where mm-hmm. I have a lovely view of the slums where I grew up. That's nice, yeah. And then uh, now I'm over here at the under end of the table. We tried one microphone. It was busted. Then well, number the, two. The microphone was good. The headphones had been crushed <laughs> by the chair, so they were broken. Oh, is that right? Yes. We went to position number two. Position number two, we had cutting in and out. Headphones had apparently been yanked and the wires got shorted. What what kind of brawling happens in oh, here? Oh, this that- is a studio that's used well after. I mean, people are very fortunate to be able to use the Fearless Agent oh, no, Podcast Studios after we leave. <laughs> oh, yeah. They tell their friends all about it. Uh, well, we always start with what I like to call the headlines of the day. These are actual headlines printed on. This is genuine paper. And it's yellow, too. You know, this I stuff like doesn't grow on trees. That's pretty good. Oh, no, wait a minute. It does grow on trees. What am I talking about? Uh, experts. We, we never tire of the research done by these so-called experts, do we? Oh, I'm a fan of the research. You know that. Can't get enough of it. Uh, experts say that dogs can make over a hundred facial expressions. Did you know that? Well, I suppose it depends on where they're putting their face. The interesting thing is it beats out Madonna by 99. Oh, again, is this She's had a little work done. Is this the second Madonna joke you've come up on? Did I say that last week? No, but uh, I think you... So at some I never talk Madonna. She's she's uh, gone a little too far. I, love, I mean, she made Joan Rivers look like a Quaker com- with right. all of the <laughs> things that she's done to her face. <laughs> a Quaker. Okay, you know that the Quakers. Uh, uh, this is a little useless trivia. The Quakers are the people who first invented the idea of abolishing slavery. Oh, is that right? That's right. England abolished slavery before we did. It's easier there because you got a king and they just mm-hmm. say, hey, we're not doing that anymore. Exactly. Here you have to kill six or 700,000 people to get that done. But the Quakers thought that up, gave the idea to England, caught on there and then here we are. Here we are. Yeah. So um, – And what are we doing here? Oh, by the way, this is – the topic is are there any real men left in America? Mm-hmm. 
you you would you and I would argue not not so many. Not 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 a whole lot. Not I mean, a whole lot. I mean, after Burt Reynolds died, I thought, well, that's probably it. And what was the guy? The other guy that was about Burt Reynolds' age, he was on. Uh, oh, god darn it! I love it. Rockford. Who was that? James Gardner. James Gardner. That's a Gardner. real man. Yeah. Yes. Darn it. He was also a race car driver. That's he used right. To do the Baja 500. I That's believe. right. Yeah. Yeah. So I love James Garner. Those are real men. Now I'm pulling into the uh, the opulent Esplanade mm-hmm. complex here, and at the hotel where I spent my honeymoon night. By the way, oh, the Canby. Well, it was the uh, Ritz Carlton back. Yeah. <laughs> this is a hundred years ago. So uh, the valet parking guy. And I was a valet parking guy, so I think I could speak with a little authority here. Oh, wow. After having yeah. a series of dead-end jobs. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Uh, he's outdoors, of course, wearing a mask. Is he really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it's all the uh, – I was going to say the carbon. No. No. I, I, all, I all immediately thought, is the mask going to protect you from bullets? Because it made me want to shoot him. I don't know. Oh. Oh, wow. Is that too, is that too much? We could edit that out. but we'll No, we're not going <laughs> to. That's that's the fun part. We'll leave the crap in. Okay. So um, we're supposed to be talking about real estate. No? Uh, we don't have to. No. I mean, people can download this program and just enjoy our jocularity, but I'd eventually <laughs> – I don't think there's they, anybody doing that, is no, there? No, probably not. In fact, there's probably nobody downloading our program. They upload. To. Upload, download. Would we know if they did? Oh, yeah. Are we notified by oh, this? yeah. You are notified? I've, I've seen tens of people want to listen to this Literally program. dozens of people <laughs> attempt. Okay. So uh, we're supposed to be talking about real estate, so we're going to do that. So – I think last week, what were we talking about last week? I think we were talking about objection handling. I'm going to continue on the same vein, as I like to say, in the medical industry. So the I think I talked about the different things, people – annoying things, I guess, that uh, people will say uh, when they're – you know, well, what is it they say? They say, you know, we want to wait a few months. We're, you're, you're calling trying to schedule listing appointments or you're face-to-face on a listing appointment and they say, ah, we Bob, we want to wait a few months or we're really not in any hurry or we want to try it ourselves or we used an agent before and it didn't work or we want to fix some stuff up before we put it on the market. Oh, we have a friend in the business too. I didn't mention that. And we they're going to give us a discount, so we'd like to use a discount agent. We want to wait until the market gets better. Uh, we want to keep it and rent it out. We want to find one before we put ours in the market. So uh, those are the those are all the different crazy things that people say. So when they say, and and we've talked about a couple of those already, but what about when they say, you know, we already had a market analysis done by another realtor. Now one thing that makes me a little different than uh, uh, the average real estate agent. Most real estate agents, when they're calling, are offering to do a market analysis or the CMA, as we like to say. If you're new in real estate, that, again, stands for country music awards. Oh, I haven't heard that one in a while. That's a timeless joke, isn't it? I never tire of it. So – and then every once in a while, I'd say, oh, you know, we already had a market analysis done by another realtor. Um, now, when I was brand new, and I've told the story before, but um, 
uh, I got a booked a listing appointment in my third week of being licensed and I had and out of sheer panic I designed my own listing presentation to go so I memorized it so I knew what I was going to say and this is before the internet and powerpoint and and uh, computers and all that kind of stuff so it was uh you know cut and paste scissors and glue construction paper kind of slapped together thing but it was just there to keep me on track um so I had a listing presentation that I was going to give. So when you when you have a listing presentation that you're going to give, you don't it didn't occur to me to say, "Oh, I'm going to do a market analysis for you." It occurred to me to say, "I'm going to show you how I do business." And the the pricing was kind of a separate a separate thing. So I never really offered a market analysis, but I think most agents certainly I know most agents do. So when they say, "Oh, we already had a market analysis done by another agent," uh, if we're going to handle the objection correctly, uh, it would be you know you know you mentioned something that worried me a little bit. Can I explain what I mean by that? And they say, "Yeah." You say you said you already had a market analysis done by another real estate agent. Is that is that what I heard you say? And they say, yeah. I say, well, you probably have a good reason for not wanting to get a second opinion on that. Do you mind if I ask you what it is? And they go, well, well, whatever. That doesn't sound really good to them. What would be the major drawback if you were to meet with me and uh, – maybe come up with a different plan that, you know, and they'd say, well, I don't know, blah, blah, and they say, is that the only thing? So if you knew 100 percent for sure that by only interviewing the one agent that didn't do the market, their market analysis the correct way that you might end up losing tens of thousands of dollars, would you have to do it that way or would you consider trying something? OK. Are you familiar with something called the real estate timing analysis you know so, so no what what is that so then we're going to offer three three things okay so the solution offering track the highest excuse me i screwed that up the highest price analysis i was looking at the wrong thing the are you familiar with something called the highest price analysis no what's that oh well it's an exclusive tool that we use here at Fearless Agent Realty. It's kind of an aerial view look at a number of things. One is a current market analysis, only done correctly, and something called a timing analysis, and something called a financial analysis. And armed with that knowledge, it'll you'll be able to keep from losing tons and tons of money, selling your house way too cheap, losing your dream home on the other end, costing yourself a bunch of needless heartache. Would something like that be a value to me? You, I mean, be honest. So they say yes. Say let's let's do this. Let's find a time when I can come over and I'll go through that highest price analysis with you. I'll also show you how I do business completely differently than all other agents. Uh, and I like to meet with people in the afternoons or the evenings. Do you folks have nine to five jobs? Yes, we do. Okay. Well, I've got seven p.m on Thursday night available or would the following Monday be better? And that's that's how you book the appointment. So objection handling is 
the secret to it and, – and again, I don't like offering market analysis because I didn't need to. So no fearless agent, coaching student of mine, ever offers a market analysis because uh, we all have an actual listing presentation that is killer. That gets the listing every time when it is gettable. And uh, and then objection handling isn't really something we ever do because we're only asking smart questions and we're always getting our question answered. For example, uh, if you're if you're calling down the street and saying and say they say hello and you say hi, I was just calling to see if you might be thinking of selling your house, and they say, as a matter of fact, uh, we are, and I would say. Uh, where are you moving to? The first question is always going to be where. We're not. We're never going to ask when. That's that's incompetent. You always start with where. We'll get to when later. So the idea is that you want to do where, sell them the product, crush the competitors, resell them on the product, and then go to when is the soonest you could ever imagine moving day ever being. So when is about moving day, not thinking about a day or any other day. So where are you moving to? They say, oh, we're going to move to Detroit. No, would anybody ever say that? Unless they have family maybe oh they're looking God. for or they really want to – Or know, they're mobbed up. Looking for a house for a dollar or yeah, two. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, we're thinking about moving to Detroit. So where are you moving to? That would be a normal thing. And they say, Bob, is it Bob? I go, yeah. How many houses have you sold in our neighborhood? Well, we'll talk about that in a minute, but where are you moving to? And they go, oh, we're moving to Detroit. Now, when you move to Detroit, are you going to rent or are you going to buy? Oh, no, we're going we're gonna to buy. Are you going to be buying a condo or a house? Oh, we're going to buy a house. Is it going to be smaller than the one you're in here or is it going to be larger? Well, it's probably going to be larger. Is it going to be more expensive, do you think, or is it going to be less expensive? And they go, well, it's Detroit, so it might be a little bit less expensive. Do you need it to be less expensive or would it be okay if it was more expensive? No, we'd like to have it be less expensive. Now I found the money problem and – I never had to answer that question, how many houses have I sold in their neighborhood, which I did not have a good answer to uh, because I stayed on track and I got my question answered. So the secret to fearless agent is only ask good questions and always get that question answered before you move on. That is a dis- – we call it message discipline. You must have that. You can't. You can't move on to the next thing. So – the key to message discipline is when you're prospecting, I would have the dialogue written out and I did have it written out and I would follow along with my finger as I'm asking them the questions. Now, I have it written out and it says – starts with where are you moving to? And then the next question would be when you move to X, are you going to rent or are you going to buy? And then the next question is, is it going to be a condo or is it going to be a house? The next question is, is it going to be bigger than the one you're in or smaller than the one you're in? The next question is going to be, is it going to be more expensive or less expensive because I'm looking for the money problem? Now, at any point, 
in that process, if I wasn't following along with my finger and I would never do this with it on the computer screen. I would always have it on paper next to me. And at any point when they ask a question that gets me off track, I would say, yeah, we're going to – I'm going to cover that in just a second. But – and then I'll re-ask the question that I just asked that they did not answer. Instead of answering it, they got off track, which is not like some thing they're doing to get me off track. It just popped into their head. So people people do that all the time. Like how much – you know how much do you charge, Bob? I say we're we're going to get to that, but where are you moving to? We're going to get to that, but are you going to rent or are you going to buy? You know we're going to get to that, but are you buying a house or a condo? You know that that keeps you on track, and then you don't have all the problems that non-fearless agents have. By the way, can we do a shameless plug? Time for Bob Leffler's shameless plug. If any of the stuff, if you if you are a listener, by the way, share our podcast. How do they do that? How would they share the podcast with their realtor friends? Well, on the app, you can simply share it. They can text it over to somebody. That way, you can actually go old school, email it over to somebody. Yeah, it's all now, see, I knew how to do that, but I wanted you to say it because it sounds better coming from. For me, they really? wouldn't believe it. They go, "Joke boy, what does he know?" If any of the real estate stuff we talk about here on The Big Show makes any sense to you and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you are open to the idea of having some help with that, go to fearlessagent.com. In the upper right-hand corner, there's a webinar. Watch that. It's a video. And uh, and then call me afterwards at 480-385-8810. That's my cell phone. I'll probably answer it. And uh, we'll do a complimentary coaching call with you just to see if what you and you're trying to do in your business and what we do at Fearless Agent, if it would be a good fit. If it is a good fit, you will get rich. And if it's not, we'll admit that. And um, I'm still happy to help you in any other ways I can. Uh, don't think you're bothering me. Don't email me. Don't text me. Always pick up the phone and call me at 480-385-8810. If you're a real estate company owner – and you happen to be recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were, give, go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com, watch our recruiting video, and then give me a call. Uh, and then, if by, by the way, watch all our free videos uh, it, on the uh, video training page in the menu bar. That'll be much better coaching for free than you would pay any other coach in America for, I guarantee you that. And um, and you can call me anytime. So that was the shameless plug. That was enjoyable. And now back to our show. So objection handling really is more about always asking the right question and getting it answered and not getting off track. So I was on the phone with a coaching student this morning who was uh, uh, complaining about a listing she had and she said if I had just not skipped a step. Um, so in her situation, the seller was not a real seller. We call them gamblers. They say the if word. I, if, I sold, if I could get X for my house, I would sell it but I'm not going to – You know, so a real seller when you're prospecting is who we're looking for. So what's the definition of a real seller? And I would write this down. Uh, they're, they're nice. They're sane. 
they're smart and they're deadly serious about selling their house right now at fair market value, whatever that turns out to be. So currently, we are in a rapidly declining market in every town in America. There are no exceptions to that. And uh, and if you don't think that's true, uh, you're probably wrong. So the the days on the market are increasing, and even that's a lie because you're looking in the rearview mirror at the data. So it would be easy to do a, do a market analysis and be wrong and guess too high. So when you're doing a market analysis, you're guessing, of course. You're not going to be right, or if you were, it would be an accident. But you're trying to do the best you can. So it was very common uh, months ago, like six months ago uh, or a year ago, that you would do a CMA and you would guess at, let's say, 500,000. And then you would put it on the market at four ninety nine nine, which you thought was fair market value, and you would get three or four offers in the first day, ten showings in the first day, which means you guessed wrong, you guessed low, and that was underpriced, and fair market value was probably five twenty five or five fifty, or maybe even six hundred, and the market was going up faster than you ever imagined it. And realtors were accidentally underpricing homes, their listings, and then they get multiple offers. They don't know how to deal with those the way fearless agents do. Fearless agents would never do anything lazy and stupid like highest and best or uh, we're going to have this artificial date where we're reviewing offers or any of that or escalation clauses or any crazy stuff that you see the real estate industry promoting. So we have a way of dealing with multiple offers that always works way better, nets the seller way more, is more fair to the buyers. But in this market, you're going to see more and more times that the real estate agent is accidentally under overpricing their listing, guessing wrong at fair market value and then overpricing it and uh, – and then trying to counsel the seller about you know reality. So that's the skill that you're going to have to be good at. So the the uh, it's a harder conversation when you put it on the market and nothing's happening. Uh, so to not be fooled when you're doing the market analysis is difficult. But I would round down significantly. So let's just talk about the different price ranges there are. So let's say let's say you're in the above 1 million price range. Let's say we're at 1.4. And you do your market analysis based on comps. And in a in an rapidly increasing market, do sold comps matter? And the answer is no, of course. In a rapidly declining market like we're in now, do sold comps matter? And the answer is no. So when do they matter? Oh, they never matter. That's right. So it's the actives, the houses you're competing with that really matter. Now, when you do the comps, again, it's the rearview mirror. You're looking at a snapshot in time for that market on that day. <coughs> but you're looking backwards. So 
if you do your market analysis either the way you do it or the fearless agent way, which would be much better, of course, then uh, you come up with 1.4 as your guess at fair market value. The definition of fair market value is what price, asking price, would get you one showing a day after the initial spurt is over. So let's say at the end of the second week on the market, if you're getting a showing every day, seven in a week on average, you don't have to wonder if you're priced at fair market excuse me, at fair market value. You are. I'm gonna I'm gonna need coffee. Oh, I feel better already. So the uh, the definition of fair market value has nothing to do with comps. It has everything to do with if you're getting only three showings a week, you don't have to wonder if you're overpriced. You're overpriced a little bit, not a lot. If you're getting three showings a day, you don't have to wonder if you're underpriced. You're underpriced, not a lot, a little bit. So between three showings a day and three showings a week is one showing a day. That is the definition of fair market value and anybody who would argue against that just simply doesn't know what real estate is all about. So if I have a listing and I'm getting a showing a day, then in no more than 30 days, it's going to sell at that price. So that's fair market value. So that's the definition of it. So if you're not getting – so when you explain the definition of fair market value to the seller and we won't know if we're priced at, above or below fair market value until we're actually on the market. Once you're on the market, it's we're way past doing comps. The market is telling you everything you need. So if let's say you're getting only three showings a week, uh, obviously, I don't need to look at the comps. It's it's priced it's overpriced a little bit not not if i'm getting one showing a week i'm overpriced quite a bit if i'm getting one showing a month i don't need to look at comps i'm way overpriced obviously same way on the bottom side so one showing a day is what we're shooting so we're guessing when we're doing a market analysis to find the price at which after the initial spurt is over and it settles down, I'm going to get one showing a day. So let's say my guess is 1.4 million. I'm in that price category. I'm going, to, I'm going to assume I'm wrong in this market. I'm going to assume I'm wrong high and I'm going to say, okay, 1.3 is probably fair market value. So it would be 100,000 less. Now, because of the way people search in the MLS, in that price range, nobody searches between 1.4 and 1.5 or between 1.3 and 1.4. They're not doing 1.4.3 or something like that. They're searching on the round numbers and you should price it that way. Now, when you get below a million, if you're at 900, let's say, if you, if you think 900 is fair market value and that would get you one showing a day consistently. I would assume in this market I'm wrong on the high side and it's 850. No one searches 875 and below. They search on the hundreds and they search on the fifties when you're above 500. Now, 
when you get below 500, people do search 475 and below. They don't search 485 and below. So they search on the even 25s, 50s, and 100s and 75s. When you get below about 300, occasionally people will search on the 10s. And when you get below 100, they would search on the 5s. The other part of that, the other moral of that story is if you do something wrong and you screw up, like uh, I couldn't convince them to have a lockbox on their house, okay, which would limit the ability for people to see it conveniently. Anything that's going to limit the ability of the buyer who's standing in line to hand me money, never make your customer stand in line to hand you money. Anything that limits them, like not having it on the lockbox, is going to cost the seller money. If it's one point four million, the least it could cost them is a hundred grand. If it's between five hundred and a million, the least a a dumb thing decision like that could cost would be fifty grand. So it's pretty expensive not to have a lockbox. Uh, or, or to make it – or I have to be present for every showing. Any obstacle. Don't put obstacles in the way of the showings. If, if you're below – you know, in your 400 price range, it's $25,000 to have a screw-up. And if you're below 100, it's $5,000 minimum to have a screw-up. So any little thing done incorrectly can cost your seller a whole bunch of money and – Getting your seller, if you represent the seller, absolute top dollar is always the name of the game. Once again, I want to thank you for joining us today on the Big Fearless Agent Podcast. Again, if you are an owner of a real estate company and you're recruiting too few producing agents, give me a call after watching the video at fearlessagentrecruiting.com. If you're an agent and you're earning less than you wish you were, go to the webinar at fearlessagent.com. Watch that and then give me a call. Watch all of our videos. Give us a five-star review of this podcast. Oh, subscribe to fearlessagent.tv while you're at it. And until next week, do what we all do. Always have fun. Always be humble. Most of all, be fearless. Thanks, man. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.